If you have your Bible, you can go to Luke chapter 5 today. We're going to read here about the beginnings of some special disciples, uh, three disciples rather, that were uh, considered to be a part of the inner circle of disciples of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John are known as the inner circle of disciples because there are times that we see where Peter, James, and John go with Jesus uh, several times, uh, so rather, that they go with Jesus to a deeper place than the rest of the disciples, uh, whatever it may have been. It might have been the Mount of Transfiguration. It might have been in the garden where Jesus was praying. But we see Peter, James, and John, they're special to the Lord. And God is teaching them and instructing them. But we're going to go back to the beginnings of where their ministry started, where it all happened for them, and look at something here today. Luke chapter 5, the Bible teaches us that uh, Peter, James, and John were, were out fishing. They were fishermen. And we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 5 and verse uh, 3. It says, Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken." And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. What an amazing story of seeing the beginnings of here is Jesus discovering uh, Peter, James, and John. And now the Bible is showing us their life as fishermen. And here we see them, what they begins of leaving that life behind and beginning a journey of following Christ. Today I want to talk to you about the life of a disciple, the life of a disciple. What does it look like? to be a disciple of Christ? What does it look like to uh, do as Jesus said, go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? What does it look like to be a follower of Christ? What does it look like in our culture, in our day and age, to actually follow Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus? Uh, While Peter, James, and John, among the other 12 disciples, were apostles. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus' majesty. We are still developing disciples today. You and I are being developed into the disciple that God wants us to be as we are learning to follow Him in this process of of, of this thing called life. We're learning to follow Jesus. All of us are. And the thing about being a disciple is is you don't just say one day, I've arrived, I'm a disciple. 
No, a disciple is a continual process. It is not a process that ever ends. It goes until the point of death where we are learning what it means to follow Christ, what it means to be like Jesus, to discover him. You'll notice here that when Jesus called the disciples, he, he prayed and he called them from where they were and discipled them to where they needed to be. It was a process. It was a process of looking at where the disciples used to be to where they needed to be. And that's what discipleship is all about. It's about growth. It's about becoming all that the Lord has desired us to be. And this was what was beginning to happen in the life of Peter and James and John. That God was beginning to take these three men who used to be Fishermen who used to uh, look out for fish and throw their nets and bring some days of fish coming in the nets and then other days having nothing. Their lives were fishermen. That's what they were all about. But Jesus looked at Peter and he said, you're not going to be, don't be afraid. From now on, you're not going to be fishing like this anymore. You're going to be fishing for men. In the process of discipleship. In other words, he was going to catch, uh, the, he was going to be a, a bearer of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. So let's look here for a moment at some of the characteristics of a disciple of Jesus. What does that look like? How is a disciple marked? We can note several things about the disciples of Jesus Christ. And you're going to know, if you read through the Gospels and you see the stories, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of all the disciples, you're going to know that they were a bunch of imperfect people, but they were a work in progress. So let's look here uh, at the characteristics of a disciple of Jesus. Number one, the thing that is a mark of a disciple of Jesus, a characteristic, is willful obedience. Willful obedience obedience. How many of you, when you were a kid, you were a stubborn child, and your, your parents would try to tell you to do something, and you would refuse, or you would try to go about it another way. You would try to find a way out. Uh, all of us have those moments when we think about children, about being obedient. But the thing is, is that oftentimes adults have just as much trouble being obedient as children do in our process of following the Lord. And a lot of it has to do with our own desires. And that's really what it comes down to, is our desires. But notice here that Peter was learning what obedience was all about. The Bible says that even after Jesus, had, after they had been out fishing all night, they didn't catch anything. But Jesus looked at them and says, cast the net, let the net down, for, go out to the deep and put the net down for a catch. That Peter answered, Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. But at your word, I will let down the nets. See, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is learning to obey the words of God, is learning to put into practice the things that God is saying to us. It's learning to do as he is saying. Now notice here today that I have marked a characteristic of a disciple of Christ as not just obedience, but willful obedience. Not the kind of obedience that says, okay, Lord, I'll do it. The kind of obedience that says, Lord, I will. I will. Okay, God, I will do that. 
It's the kind of joyful obedience, really. It's an obedience that says, okay, God, yes, I will do that. I will obey you. I will do what you said. You know what, Lord? That sounds crazy. You want me to move? You want me to do this? You want me to change careers? You want me to do whatever? You want me to go talk to that person? God, it sounds crazy, but I will joyfully do it because I trust in you. That's the kind of willful obedience that marks a disciple. You know, we need more of that in our world today. We live in a world that is surrounded by people who are fixated upon themselves, that are fixated upon accomplishing their agenda or their plan or their cause instead of listening to the Lord and being obedient to God's Word, being obedient to the, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit working inside of us. You see, willful obedience is the kind of obedience that is obedience to the will of God for the purpose of God. We've got to learn to be obedient because it's, it's, it's to the will of God, but it's also for His purpose to unfold on the earth. God is instructing us, God is leading us and guiding us because we are a part of His purpose on the earth. And so how is our obedience affecting God's great big plan? It's affecting it by our every step that follows Him where He leads us. We've got to learn to be obedient. The kind of one that says, Lord, I have an ear to hear. Speak to me, God. I'll do it. Not the type of obedience that says oh, we go kicking and screaming and saying, no, Lord, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But the kind of obedience that says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Which leads us to our next point here today that marks the characteristic of a disciple of Jesus. And that is a continual submission. We have willful obedience, but now we're talking about continual submission. You see, obedience is easy when we obey the first command, but it gets harder with every other command that comes after it, saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. That's called submission. That's saying, my life is no longer my own. My life belongs to you, Lord. And notice, that's what Peter, James, and John did, was the Bible says that they left everything and followed him. Now think about this for a moment. Here in this moment, Peter, James, and John have probably just witnessed the greatest catch of their life. Their boats were sinking because of the surplus of fish that they had just brought in from Jesus' command. And now here in this moment, the Bible says that they left everything and followed him. You know, something to me says that maybe they would have double-guessed that. Because here the moment, they just had great success. Why not go cash in all that fish and begin that life of whatever everybody have come from that? But instead the, Bible, instead, the Bible says that they left everything and followed Jesus. Continual submission. And that's what they did. They submitted their lives to Jesus. They said, Lord, we are yours. You don't just follow somebody if you're not submitting your life to them. You don't just say, okay, I'll go where you go, if you're not really trusting them and believing them. You don't follow somebody you don't trust. And that's what they were demonstrating, was that they were willing to submit to Jesus. You know, a lot of the writers of the New Testament often begin their, their, uh, their letters or their epistles, Paul, James, others, uh, begin their epistles with the words that sometimes say a servant or a slave of Christ. 
This wasn't the kind of, uh, of slavitude or the kind of slave life that we would refer to as being one who uh, was very being beaten or harsh like maybe we would uh, have more recent American history in mind. The kind of slavery that they were witnessing and talking about was the one who was willing to have their life surrendered over to somebody. And this is what Paul, uh, among the others, were talking about. That they called themselves a servant or a slave of Christ because they were willing to surrender their lives. That all that they were, they were saying, we now belong to the Lord. We can entrust it to Him. Often, we don't want somebody to tell us how to live our lives. We want to tell, we want to dictate our own lives. We want to say, I want to go here, I want to go there. Often, we don't want to do what somebody else tells us or what the Lord wants us to do. But continual submission is one who says, Lord, yes, I will surrender. Yes, God, I will give it all. Yes, Lord, I will give my life to you today. You know, continual submission is not just something you say one time and it's done. It's not just something you say uh, when you begin a life of following Jesus. Yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you. It's a daily process of saying, okay, Lord, my life today is surrendered to you. You're my Lord. I'm going to surrender my life to you. So you have willful obedience, continual submission, or characteristics of a disciple of Jesus. But then the next one is imitating the teacher imitating the teacher. Notice here that the centerpiece of these disciples' lives, it wasn't the fish, it wasn't the boat, it wasn't even their own lives. The centerpiece of everything that was happening in this story was Jesus because they left everything and followed him. They didn't follow themselves. They didn't follow their old careers. They followed Jesus. You see, the centerpiece of, the, of a disciple's life is always marked by following Jesus. It's always beholding the teacher before us. You see, disciples are, basically a disciple means that disciples are students that learn from their teacher. And that's what the Peter, James, and John were beginning. They were beginning a relationship of student and teacher. And that was the process that they were beginning to follow on. And this is why oftentimes you'll see people in the New Testament refer to Jesus as rabbi, as teacher. Because they were beginning to learn what it meant to follow the teacher, to imitate the teacher. Ephesians 5.1 instructs us this way, to be imitators of Christ as dearly loved children. Being a disciple is learning how to imitate what Jesus does. It's beginning to learn what Jesus, when Jesus loves somebody, I love somebody. When Jesus has joy, I have joy. When Jesus prays, I pray. It's the kind of life that learns to take the word of God and look at the life of Jesus and model it in our own lives. It makes it personal. It's not somebody who says what Jesus did is impossible. No, Jesus is our perfect example, so we ought to follow his example. The life of a disciple is marked, the characteristics, willful obedience, continual submission, and imitating the teacher. They modeled their life by what they continually saw from the teacher. We need that in our lives. We need moments where we're constantly beholding Jesus, modeling his characteristics. Even as we mature in our faith, even as we grow older in our faith, that we learn how to continually imitate Christ. It is a lifelong process. It's not a process that stops. It is a constant process of learning how to imitate the teacher. 
And finally, the fourth characteristic I want to show you today about the, the characteristic of a disciple of Jesus is pouring out. You know, the disciples had to learn that their lives were now instruments that were being poured into, and now they had to be pouring out. It was a constant process. They would get poured into, and then they would get pouring out. The Bible teaches us in Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus began to send the disciples out, he told them, freely you have received, freely you shall give. In other words, what I've put in you, now you go and give it to somebody else. And that's all about the life of a disciple. It is about taking the teachers of our master, of our teacher, of the one whom we willfully submit to, and learning to take all of those things and bringing it to someone else and encouraging someone else to become a disciple alongside of us. That's called discipleship. It's disciples making disciples. And that is the kind of the pinnacle of the life of a disciple is that we would all get to the place where we're not just following Jesus, but where we are giving that to others and bringing others alongside of us and saying, now come follow Jesus with me. That is what the life of a disciple is all about. And this is why Jesus instructed us, go and teach all nations. Because that is what we ought to do, all of us, to be a disciple and bringing others alongside of us in this journey. It's about proclaiming Christ through our lives. It's about taking the, teacher, the teachings of the teacher and giving them to more students all around us. The characteristics of a disciple of Jesus. Willful obedience, continual submission, imitating the teacher, and pouring out. Now, I want to begin to kind of wrap up here with just a, a very important picture about the life of a disciple. You know, being a disciple of Jesus, this is r really something I want you to catch today, that being a disciple of Jesus, it is a journey. It's a journey. It is a moment in our lives that starts when we say yes to God, we give our lives to Him, we surrender to Him, but it is a journey that is always going on. It never ends. It is not supposed to end. Sometimes we let it end, but it's not supposed to end. Being a disciple is learning how to always follow Jesus. Every day, every month, even when we're sick, even when we're happy, even when the, we're in the valley and even when we're on the mountain, we're learning how to be a disciple through every season of life. And one of the key elements, and I want you to really catch this today, that one of the key elements of being a disciple is always moving forward. It's always moving forward. You know, it is the kind of attitude that it, it creates an immense desire, desire inside of us that says, I don't want to be who I was yesterday, but I want to be who God wants me to be today. It's taking yesterday's mistake and growing from it. It's learning to embrace our failures, our mess-ups, all of the things behind us, and using them to become all that God wants us to be. I love here that the Bible shows us about Peter, James, and John, that they had just witnessed the biggest catch of their life. They had just saw all of those fish in that boat. But in the moment, the Bible says that they left everything and they followed him. They left it all. Can you imagine that for a moment? You had given your whole life to this. Here's Peter, James, and John. That was all that they had. But in the moment, the Bible says that they left it all behind them and they looked at Jesus and they followed him. 
We must learn to practice a life that doesn't settle for yesterday's blessing, yesterday's lesson, or yesterday's struggle, but embrace each new lesson that God has in front of us. We will only ever be all that God has ever intended us to be if we learn to not dwell on the past, but embrace today's journey as a disciple. Discipleship is a journey. It is a process. It is a continual lesson learning experience. It never ends. It never goes. It's not an overnight success. It's a daily formation into the likeness of Jesus. It is looking at the future and saying, I'm not where I used to be and I'm not where I need to be, but I'm on the way to where God wants me to be. That is the life of a disciple, and that's what we need in our own lives. We need that kind of renovation in our hearts, our souls, our minds that says, God, I want to leave yesterday behind, but I want to go to where you want me to be. I want to be all that God wants me to be. I want to leave you with this last example from the Bible of a story of another disciple, of another beginning of a disciple, rather, In John chapter 1, we see this beautiful example, one of my favorite moments where Jesus calls a disciple. And the Bible tells us here, we see here in John chapter 1, that Philip was talking to Nathaniel and told him, Nathaniel, we have found the guy that we've been waiting for. I'm paraphrasing. We found the one that the prophets talked about. We found him. We found him. And then Nathaniel looks back to Philip and he says, but can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. I love that. I love how Philip just looked at Nathaniel and said, I can't tell you anymore. You just have to come and see for yourself. You just have to come and look. The Bible tells us here, I love this image and this picture, that Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him. And he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. But then Nathaniel said to him, How did you know? How do you know me? He was kind of thrown off by that. Who is this guy? How does he know who I am? But then notice what Jesus said to him. Jesus answered him and said, Before Philip told you, come and see me, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I saw you. I love this picture that the Bible teaches us here. That right after this, that the Bible says that Nathanael looked at him and says, You are the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. This was the moment that it all clicked for him. But I love the picture here that we see that it all started with an invitation to Philip to Nathaniel that said, come and see. But then it ended up with an invitation to follow me, as Jesus would put to him in a way. You see, the, the life of being a disciple is about that process. It's about going from the place of come and see Jesus, as some of you might have to do today, Make a decision to come and see Jesus for yourself. I can only tell you so much about him. But until you ask him in your own life and experience his goodness, his forgiveness, what I'm saying will never make sense to you. But God wants to show you in his own way for your own life. Come and see. Maybe that should be a prayer that you make to the Lord today. God, I want to come and see you today. But God was taking Nathaniel on a process that he would go from come and see to follow me, to follow Jesus. And that is what being a disciple is all about. is about moving away from the place of just coming and seeing Jesus to following Jesus. 
And you know, there's some people today, and I want to pray today, we've got to learn to make the transition. We're stuck on the come and see Jesus, but we've never made the decision to come and follow Jesus. We've seen His goodness. We've seen His power. We know He's real. We know He's faithful to forgive. We know all of those things. Yeah, we're here. We're coming and seeing. But we have never made the transition from come and see to follow me, to beginning to be willfully submission or willful obedience to continual submission to a life of imitating the teacher to a life of pouring out. That's the transition that we have to go from. And some of us, we get stuck in that place. We get stuck on the come and see, and we're not going and following Jesus in our daily life. But if you want to be all that God wants you to be, you've got to learn to make the shift from come and see to follow Jesus. You see, the Bible says amazingly to Nathaniel, he says, I saw, Jesus said, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. And what amazes me about this is that Jesus looked at Nathanael and he said, I saw you where you were at, but now I want you to come where I am. I want you to come and be with me. I want you to come and follow me. It was realizing that where he was was in the past, that where his position was was only a thing of, the, of history. But now what Jesus was inviting him to was now coming to him. You see, disciples, the thing that really marks a disciple's life is that they are always fixated upon being where Jesus is at. That is what the, just one of the absolute purest things about a disciple is learning the heart of always being fixated upon where Jesus is at. Saying, Jesus, where you go, I will follow. Where you lead me, that's where I'll go. I want to be where you're at, Lord. God, show me the way that I can come and be with you. I want to come. God, if there's anything that's in my way, I, I don't want it to get in my way anymore. I want to come after you. That's the life of a disciple. The life of a disciple is learning how to live with Jesus. You see, the journey only started for Peter, James, and John here at the boat. But they had to go on a journey of beginning to learn what it was going to be like to live with Jesus. In other words, Jesus was all up in their business. In other words, Jesus was in their daily life. He saw all of their flaws. He saw all of their problems, all of their characteristics. Everything about him was open to Jesus. And that's okay. God doesn't look at us and condemn us and, and, and push us down because of that. No, what he wants us to be is a disciple that says, I'm not what I was yesterday. I'm on the way to where God wants me to be. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. We've got to learn. I want to pray today that many of us would learn to make the shift. That we don't get stuck in just seeing Jesus. We've got a lot of people who like to come to church and see Jesus. They like to look at him. He looks good. He's, he's great to look at. But when it really, the cost comes, when it gets difficult, when things get hard, is when we begin to make a decision to follow him. That's where it costs us something. Because then at that point we're saying, I can't just come and look anymore. I've got to learn to leave the old life behind. I've got to learn to put the old past behind me and say, now, Lord, I'll go. Whatever you want, I'm yours. I'm yours. I belong to you. I want to pray today that many of you, many of us, all of us, myself included in this, that we would begin a willful Submission to God's purpose for our lives. Don't just be a spectator. 
Our churches around the, the nation are full of spectators. What we need in this world to see the transformation we so desire is disciples. People who are learning from the master and beginning to teach those things to all of the others around us and making more disciples along with us in the process. May God help us to not be spectators of the gospel, but may God help us to be participators in the gospel. The kind of people that say, I'm not just going to watch it from a distance. I'm not just going to watch it online, but I'm going to do it in my own life. I want to be a part of the mission of making disciples of all nations. Would you begin a decision today? I want to invite you today, if you've never began a journey of following Jesus, you've never said, yes, come and see. I want to tell you today, come and see. Invite him in to forgive you. Invite him in to whatever you're wrestling with and what you're dealing with to take all of that way and just wash it. He will wash it away. The Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us, not just of some of our unrighteousness, not just of the mistake we made yesterday, but of all of our unrighteousness. And he will do it if you'll just ask him, Lord, I'm yours. My life is yours. And then ask the Lord, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Not just today, but I want to begin a journey of following you, being made into all that God wants you to, uh, us to be. You could be encouraged today. All of us here today, and nobody in this, pla- in this place, and nobody watching online that's arrived. We're all a work in progress following Jesus. And for us today, maybe you're stuck. You're not in the, you're in the in-between of come and see to follow Jesus. I pray today that you would begin to search your heart and ask, Lord, I I need to follow you. I need to put my faith into practice. I need to begin to demonstrate how you want me to be living out my purpose on this earth. Let's pray this morning. God, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord, for everyone who's watching online. I thank you, God, for the privilege of being a disciple. God, I just speak on behalf of all of us here today. God, none of us are worthy. None of us are worthy to even follow such a great, a mighty God that you are. Lord, I thank you for the invitation to follow you. I pray today, Lord, that we would learn to move from come and see to following Jesus. That we wouldn't just look at you, but we would actually begin to put to work all that you're teaching us. God, I want to be transformed. God, I don't want to be who I was yesterday. I want to be what you want me to be, God. I'm tired of the old Charlie. I want to be made into the new creation that you've so called me to be. It's a work in progress. But God, I thank you that I'm not doing the work you are, Lord. I thank you, God, that you haven't left any of that work in my hands. But you are the potter sitting at the potter's wheel forming this clay. I thank you today. And I pray, God, for someone this morning who needs to begin a life of following you, that they wouldn't just come and see today, but they would say, Lord, my life is yours. They would confess their sins to you, Lord, and begin to ask for your forgiveness. And God, begin a life of acknowledging you as Lord of their life. In other words, saying, God, I'm going to trust you today for the rest of my life and follow you every day, not just today. Lord, I thank you today. And God, I want to pray for every believer who's watching this morning. May you encourage them on this journey of following you, that your disciples may not grow weary, but we may continue strong in the work you've so called us to do. God, we thank you today, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray today. Amen. I want to thank you for being with us today. 
And I want you to know this morning, this is so important to us that if you've begun a decision to follow Jesus or you need help in your journey of following Christ, feel, please feel free to uh, connect with us. You can text hello ANC to 97000, fill out a connect card. We would love to be able to help you on this journey of following Christ. If you're beginning a journey of following Jesus, you'll notice that it wasn't just one disciple but it was disciples surrounded by disciples. In other words, we need each other in this. We need to help one another in this journey, and we would consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to walk with you in this journey of following Christ. To all of our church family watching today and to everyone watching, thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that you're going to join us tomorrow night for Music Monday. You're going to be so encouraged and blessed. We pray you have a great week and trust the faithfulness of God will be with you in all that you do. God bless you. See you soon.